Before we start today's episode, I want to give you a heads up that this is a two-parter. Tune in to part one today, then come back next week for part two. Enjoy! Hey, I'm Caitlin Cuevas, the girl behind all things Think Happy. I'm a wife, mom of two cute and crazy kiddos, and a lover of golden doodles, cheesy analogies, and pump-up music. I've taught hundreds of women what I'm here to teach you, and that's how to reduce your daily stress, decrease your unproductive time, and most importantly, increase the amount of time you have to pour into you. Join me each week as we dive into topics such as time and task management, increasing productivity, building habits and routines, keeping your cup full, and so, so much more. Welcome to the Think Happy Podcast. Happy podcast. I am your host, Caitlin Cuevas. And, you know, this episode today is kind of a big deal for a couple of reasons. First of all, and most obviously, um, I am here with you on a video, like a legit video, right? This is a big deal. So, previously, the Think Happy podcast has only been available via audio. But now, as you can see here, and I guess some of you might not be seeing, but if you're not seeing, you should go see while you're listening. But as you can see here, you know, we're now doing a video component of the show, and I'm so gosh darn excited about it. So if everything goes according to plan, um, you could be seeing more of this. Yay, get excited. The second reason today's episode is, you know, kind of a big deal is because I'm getting to sit down and talk with someone who you have actually heard me talk about before. So if you've listened to the show before, which I hope you have, you have heard an ad run for a company called Kirby's Coffee, okay? Well, I am sitting down and talking with Kirby from Kirby's Coffee, which is gonna be so, so much fun, you guys. But before you meet Kirby, I have something really quick to tell you. It's also super exciting. And that is all about the newest addition to Think Happy's product suite, which is the Becoming Your Best You course. Okay. So you've probably heard me talk about the Becoming Your Best You group coaching program. If that has like piqued your interest before, but maybe you didn't feel quite ready for it, or if, you know, group coaching just isn't your jam, doesn't sound like something you've been interested in. But if at the same time you've been, you know, curious or wanting to learn about some of the things that we cover inside the program, such as identifying time that you waste or don't use productively, figuring out how to reallocate that wasted time so it serves you better, Um, learning how to better manage and prioritize your tasks, figuring out, you know, how and when to start delegating, learning how to build sustainable habits and routines that serve you well, then this course is literally calling your name. I hear it right now, like off in the distance. I hear it calling your name. And if it sounds interesting to you, if there's even a small part of you that's like, okay, I kind of want to learn more about this, go on Instagram, send me a DM that says BYBY course, and I will get back with you. I will answer all of your questions. We can, you know, dive into the details. I'll give you a behind the scenes look at what it looks like, and I'll help you get all signed up. So again, if that sounds interesting, just send me a DM that says BYBY course, and we'll take it from there. Now, with that 
being said, the time has come for the real reason that you are here today, and that is to get to meet my friend Kirby. It is my pleasure to introduce introduce you, say that three times fast, to my friend Kirby. She grew up in College Station, Texas, and went to Texas A&M University Whoop. I also went to Texas A&M. Um, she got a degree in recreation, parks, and tourism sciences. And these are her words, not mine. She's literally hilarious. If you've seen Parks and Rec, she literally went to school to become Leslie Nope. 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 Yeah. 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 Leslie Nope. I was like, is it Nope? No, but I have it written down. Nope. <laughs> Anyway, after college, Kirby went into student ministry for five years where she met her husband, Luke, who was also on staff, not a student. She did want me to point that out. Very important (laughs) to know. Uh. Yes, yes. (laughs) And she now works for a small city outside of Houston. And she and Luke own and operate Kirby's Coffee, a coffee roasting business. And we get to talk about that today. Welcome to the show, Kirby. Well, thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. I'm like so relieved that I can like stop talking to like no one over here and like officially look at you and talk to you. This whole video thing is new. You look very comfortable. Thanks. I don't have a lot of experience in front of the camera, (laughs) but you know what? We're just going to go with it. We're going to go with it. I'm totally here for that. So let's start. I always feel like this is not really a fair question because it's like so open-ended, but tell us a little about you and tell us a little about Kirby's and just how it came to be. Okay. So I'm Kirby and I have lived in this area for about five years now. Okay. And I met Luke the day that I moved to this area, actually first day on the job. And then we've been married for two years this past week. Um, (gasps) Happy anniversary, Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, But so I work here in the Woodlands. I work for a city north of Houston. And I'm just one step closer, I feel like, to becoming Leslie Nope. I love people. I love being outside. I love the summertime. And fajitas, margaritas oh, heck have yeah. always been able to brighten any bad day or just make any ba- good day even better. Like There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, if I could recommend one product, if you just want to go splurge on something. Yeah. A margarita machine, margarita yes. margarita machine. <laughs> it was a wedding gift that we got, and it has been my favorite thing. Oh, absolutely. Use it too much, but no is judgment. there really too much margaritas? No. Probably not. No. Anyways. Absolutely not. Um, and then we started Curbings as a coffee roasting company, just as a hobby to do on the side. Yeah. And that's still... Some days it's a hobby. Some days it's a business. But it's still just something that we do on the side. Yeah. And it was something that we started because Luke is very, very entrepreneurial. He Mm -hmm. always comes up with new ideas. Hey, let's try this. Hey, let's try this. And I was in a place of – so coming out of student ministry, I went into teaching. And I taught eighth grade algebra for three months. That is amazing to me. I threw in the towel. (laughs) You're like, no, thank you. Which I will say there were 180, like – 13, 14 year olds. And I was just like, I can't deal with you every single day. This is not for me. So I got out. But at that point too, it was, I had done ministry through COVID, had jumped straight into teaching and Luke saw me and he said, you're not okay. You need to take a break. And so I took about six months of just not doing anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm somebody that just throughout my life, I think that I have been given a spirit of joy. Right. And I just had never struggled with depression before, but that was something that it was just all of a sudden, like, I think I'm depressed and I don't know what to do. Yeah. I couldn't find energy to just do stuff. And like Luke would come home and be like, what did you do today? And be like, I made the bed. 
Yeah. And that's all I could say for myself. And it just was a really, really weird place. And so he knew like Kirby's normally a go-getter, like what's yeah. going on. And so he started pitching more ideas. Like I think he knew that I needed something to be motivated for. And in him pitching ideas, it was all stuff that he had a background in. And it was something that it was like, well, I don't really want to jump into a business if Luke has a background in this and I have no background because he's getting to jump, like he's going to be the know-it-all and I want to learn something together. And so he pitched coffee roasting and that was something I was like, well, we don't know anything about that, but we love enjoying coffee together. Yeah. And so we started toying around with that idea, ended up buying a roaster. And a year later, here we are, we're now roasting coffee. Oh my gosh. What I love about that story. And also this is just like the small business lover inside of me is I feel like so many people have dreams like that, but few people actually turn those dreams into a reality. So like, talk me through like how it actually came to be like how, you know, like when Luke, I'm like pointing over here cause Luke's back here behind the cameras, um, how you and Luke like landed on the coffee roasting. You're like, okay, yes, we get to learn this together. But now fast forward, like here it is actually a business mm-hmm. and you actually have a coffee roaster and you just showed me how it works and it's amazing. So walk me through that. Okay. So to start all this off, I do think that imposter syndrome is real. And even being in these shoes doing this, I still feel imposter syndrome. Yeah. I still look around and say, oh my goodness, my friends are doing this. My friends are doing this. I get this little jealous bug inside of me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I have to take a step back and say, no, 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 no. You have a coffee roasting business. That's still something. Yeah. You're still doing something. And it's still, like, way to go. Like, I still need to remind myself, like, no, you're still doing something. Yeah. That being said, um, I don't want to take all the credit. Luke is the one who made a lot of the business side of stuff happen. He already has a different business that he does with his brother. And so he knew a lot of the legwork behind that. Right, right. So a lot of that, I can't totally answer, like, how we went from the idea to yeah. now it's its own it's technically a DBA under an LLC if you want to get all business. Yeah. But, and even I don't totally understand that, but it was, he mentioned the coffee roasting. I love dad jokes. And yeah. so from there, and he's like, but we got to come up with a name. Like what will we even call it? And this was all over text one day. And I said, Kirbyns. And it just like came to me and I was yeah. like, oh, it's a pun like Kirby, but we're making beans, Kirbyns. I love like, it. Wait, that's actually great. And so from there, We already had an idea of what kind of roaster we wanted just based off of a local coffee shop. Yeah. And it's not very big. It's kind of the size. And I showed you back there about like, think of a Culligan water machine, like which you put your five gallon jug on top. It takes up the space of about two of those. Right. One is the roaster. One collects what's called the chaff. So it's Mm kind of like the skin of the beans. Yeah. Um, But other than that, it's not that big. It does take a plug, like what you would plug in for a washing machine or dryer. One of those bigger 220 volts. Um, And so you could have said anything and I would have been like, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I might even be wrong yeah. on that. Um, no one fact check us. And so it came down to having an issue of like where to actually plug in and get it going. We currently live in an apartment and so it does have to be vented. Mm-hmm. Really the only way that we could have made it work, which was not going to work, would have been unplugging our dryer, <laughs> plugging it into the dryer port, and then also taking the vents that your dryer exhausts out of yeah. and hooking that up so that the chaff would go out that way. That's not going to work in an apartment. I'm sure there's fire hazards there. I don't even know. And so just, we ended up just ordering the roaster. Yeah. We already had that business, like I said, that Luke had with his Mm -hmm. brother. Um, and so we were able to open a DBA underneath that. And so we were able to 
used the LLC money to buy the roaster initially. Okay, gotcha. They sent it to us, and it lived in our garage for a year. Yeah. 10 months or something Ish. like that. Yeah. Yes. And by luck, we ended up going to that coffee shop that we really liked, which is actually where we're recording right yes. now. Yes. We Full came circle. in here. Yes. And said, hey, like, what happened to your roaster that you used to use for mm-hmm. your coffee shop? And she had split ways with that business partner. And she said, but I still would love to have a local roaster. Yeah. And we said, funny, you should mention that. We actually have that exact same roaster. We have all the leg up to start this business, but we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. And she said, well, you could set up here and I'll teach you. Amazing. And so we honestly lucked into that. And there are plenty of YouTube videos. Like Luke always jokes about YouTube university. Oh yeah. He has a degree from YouTube university because truly, honestly, if you have any questions of how to get started in something, go look up a YouTube video. Sure. And I think that a lot of times it's just kind of that fear of like, what do I do? And Mm -hmm. honestly, just jump into it. I think is what it came down to. And so we jumped into it. We set up our roaster. She showed us one time how to do it. And then from there, she said, okay, I need five pounds of coffee for tomorrow. And we were like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing it. So that was back in November. But fast forward to where we are now. And it's, we've been doing this for half a year. And it's something that I think that we just get feedback more and more. Last week, we had three different people reach out to us of, this coffee is actually the best coffee. Like we've compared it to the other Mexico beans or yeah. the other Brazil beans. And so it's oh really encouraging gosh. to get that feedback. That's amazing. It's kind of fine tune it. So how did you guys take a, a love, I would say, like for coffee? And how did you just like convert that into something that you wanted to make a business out of? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Um, something that I think is really important to me is just people. I love people, love talking to them, love meeting them. And we realized that throughout our relationship, we're very, very different people and have different interests, but coffee was something that always brought us together. We were always able to sit down and just enjoy a cup of coffee together. But as we started looking around just local coffees that you could get that were within a week of the roast date, you can't really find that in our particular area. Okay. And we just really liked the fresh roasted coffee. Yeah. And so I think from that, that then became the idea of, okay, I think we're going to take this hobby that we enjoy doing together, turn yeah. it into the business that we now have. Yeah. Um, and it was just kind of through that thread. And it was, we toyed around with several different ideas of like, okay, well, what if we did something? Now it's been two years that I can't even remember what the other ideas were, but this one seemed the most tangible and it wasn't that much to get it started. I think the roaster itself was about $5,000. Yeah. Um, But beyond that and buying the beans, it's not like we started a brand new store that we had to get an inventory for and it was overwhelming Not so much overhead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that coffee and in my life also wine kind of like fall under this umbrella of two things that just naturally bring people together Mm -hmm. and create like really good conversation. So like some of my favorite times, like during just an average week, um, are like Oakley and me sitting in our bedroom and like these bucket chairs that we have at the foot of our bed, um, that like look out into like these windows that look into our backyard and before the kids are awake and just like sitting there and drinking coffee and just like chatting before the day starts. Some of my, like, those are like my favorite, just like simple moments of the week. And then also like other moments that are coming to my mind is at my family's lake house. We have this big porch that looks out over the lake and every morning that we're there, like everyone ends up like on the big sofas that are out there and just 
like everyone takes turns like refreshing people's coffee and it's just it's just such good family time and like I think coffee and wine also are unique and that they bring people together Mm -hmm. like that like people don't just sit around and like drink a cup of water like right. that. I mean, they could, but yeah. there's just something unique about it. I don't know. I'd like to know. add margaritas to the list margaritas. as well. Margaritas. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. You are a margarita girl. I'm always down for a margarita. Um, absolutely. So this might not be fair, but what is your favorite so far? Like since mm-hmm. you've started roasting, so like for about the past six-ish months, what's your favorite part of like your job at Kirby's? Honestly, it's getting to talk to customers or just people that we meet. So being set up in a coffee shop, especially at the beginning, we were roasting while she was open. And so we were getting people walking back and just asking questions. And so getting to meet just random people, whether it's a 20-year-old guy who's coming, he's like, oh, man, coffee, that sounds cool. Or a 70-year-old lady who's like, oh, I've never seen this before. Just meeting people in all these different spans of life has been really interesting. I've also liked, it's kind of pulled people out of the woodwork. I've had people from like, high school that I went to high school with on Facebook. I posted about it and they bought yeah. coffee and how it cool. started an exchange. It's just really cool how it in the actual act of drinking coffee, like that mm-hmm. was kind of what started this of like sit down and enjoy it with somebody you love. It's kind of been our motivation behind this is creating time with somebody that you love. It has also opened these doors for people that were like, it still is bringing people together on the yeah. back end of it. Yeah, for sure. So it's been kind of cool seeing that. That's really awesome. As I'm sitting here, I'm drinking the most delicious cup of Kerbeans coffee. Kerbeans is a wife and husband duo who turned their passion for coffee into a business. They are so sweet and it makes me so happy seeing their business thrive. Now, let me tell you why Kerbeans is thriving. To put it simply, it's because their coffee is amazing. Think Happy has had the honor of getting to pick a Think Happy signature roast. These dark roasted Mexico beans smell like a good day waiting to happen. When brewed, they create the smoothest cup of coffee you have ever tasted. And it is even still good after being reheated. If you're like me and frequently get pulled away from your coffee, you know that's important. And I have a special treat for you. Think Happy listeners receive 15% off their order of Kerbeans. Head to Kerbeans.coffee. Kerbeans is spelled K-I-R-B-E-A-N-S. And use code THINKHAPPY at checkout for your 15% discount. Again, that's Kerbeans.coffee, code THINKHAPPY for 15% off. So, okay, you've probably been asked this question when people would like walk back while you were roasting during business hours. But can you walk us through like the whole process from like bean until like me drinking a cup of coffee one morning. Like what happens? For the most part. How do part, we get there? I think that I can. I think. Yes. We're going to try this. Okay. So. Oh no. We're good. Are we good? Okay. We're good. We're flexible so, here at the Think okay. Happy Podcast. I love it. Yeah. I wish I was more flexible just physically <laughs> and all of these. But um, so whenever coffee is grown, people actually don't know this. It's actually like a little fruit. It kind of looks like a berry. Oh. And it grows on trees. Luke is nodding. Um, Coffee trees. Yes. Yes. And so what you're actually getting is the pit of this berry. Okay. And so I don't know if it's machines that's picking it, if it's hand picking. Yeah. How much coffee we have, I can't imagine that it's only hand picking. Yeah. It's got to be machines. 
And so they get it. And so there's several different ways that they can use to get the fruit off of the berry. Okay. Some of the things that they will do is they'll put it through like a high power water system. Okay. To just blast off the fruit. Mm-hmm. And then they'll lay it out in the sun to dry. Okay. And this is all done in whatever country the beans are from. Right, right. So that's one way. The other way is they'll take it and they will just like basically put all the fruit out. Okay. And let the sun rot the fruit off of it. Gotcha. And so there's those two different ways that they'll do it. And then they'll clean up the beans. Mm-hmm. And then. Which is the pit from the yes. fruit. Yes. And so yes. it's kind of misleading. It's a bean, but it's a pit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then from there, there might be a step or two in between. I'm not totally sure. But then they end up in these burlap bags. Yeah. <laughs> we fast forwarded. And they are huge, you guys. Literally, I just saw one that was 150 pounds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, What? Yes. That's huge. So when we started, we started out getting smaller quantities. They came in quite honestly what looked like trash bags. But yeah. they are venting bags that allow gases out but not in. Um, but we have since moved up to the burlap bags just because mm-hmm. we were going through so much and it's more cost effective. But those burlap bags, luckily, is fairly close to us. It's about an hour, hour and a half drive. Otherwise, it would have gone on a 18-wheeler, driven to the coffee shop, and they would deliver it. We oh were able gosh. to go pick it up. We threw it in the back of my Tahoe. Well, throwing makes it threw sound it. lightweight. Yeah. No. And I just supervised <laughs> yes. and took pictures. Luke and the men oh, working yes. there did it. Oh, yes. And then we bring it here to the coffee shop where we are set up with our 220-volt plug. There you go. Good to go. Yep. We vent out the back door, not out the dryer. <laughs> and it's once we get the roaster up and warmed up, which that takes five to ten minutes-ish, we then pour it into the roaster. Mm-hmm. And it what we have is an electric roaster. And so it lofts the beans into there. It kind of looks like a little waterfall of yeah. beans that stay in this cage. And depending on the roaster, if we're doing light, medium, or dark, mm-hmm. depends on how long it stays in there. Light is in there for the least amount of time. Dark is in there for the most amount of time. Yeah. And we take it out based on the temperature of the beans. Okay. At about 400 degrees, you hear the beans pop. Kind of like a popcorn. Yeah. That you hear popcorn popping. You hear them just all kind of start popping. Like popcorn, like. Yeah. And so after that happens, that's a light roast. Once they all kind of start popping. And that's about 400 degrees. And so as you move forward, you can see by the color, you can see by the temperature Mm -hmm. what they're coming off at. The dark roast, we're pulling it closer to 450. Medium roast is closer to 420. Okay. We pull it off. And then right next to our roaster is this. It's a circle with a little um, mesh wire underneath it. Yeah. Like a colander or like a strainer. It's kind of, it's a flat strainer. Yeah. So we pour the beans on that and then that is this empty box. And so you can see me. Yes. There's this. Yes. You can see us. (laughs) It's this circle pan that sits on a box. But the box is open, and so it sucks the air through the circle pan that cools the beans Mm -hmm. down the box, and then it's getting sucked out. That's why we have the venting. The venting, yeah. The takes it out. So that cools the beans. And so that process of roasting takes about 10 to 15 minutes. The cooling takes three minutes. Mm -hmm. And then we package it, and you get it. And when you get it, it has a really cute logo on it. Yes. A very cute logo. So – Depending on what you get, um, right now our logo is, it's supposed to be me and Luke sitting on a couch. It's so From cute. behind, though, because we wanted other people to envision themselves yeah. doing that with mm-hmm. somebody that they love. Whether that's somebody like a spouse or it's your best friend or yeah. your mom, something like that. We just wanted people to be able to envision themselves 
sharing a cup of coffee with somebody that they love. And yeah. so that's kind of how it ripped in. And we would love to continue our kind of Calvin and Hobbes style drawing into other blends as we develop. Yeah, it's so cute. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Think Happy Podcast. I would so appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review. And if you just can't get enough, find me on Instagram at thinkhappy underscore co. That's C-O and online at thinkhappyco.com. I'll be back in your ears next week with another episode of the Think Happy Podcast. <laughs>